So we are in the middle of the sugya, and we're trying to finish off Beis Hashem the sugya of Don Lekav Schos. We started uh, two days ago, and we're going to continue. We're going to try to finish off the sugya Don Lekav Schos, and then Beis Hashem tomorrow we'll move on to a different sugya within the idea of Ben Adam Lechaver. So yesterday. Basically, what we did, we started the halachas, right? We, t- we were talking about the gavaldik in Yonim of Ben Adon of Don Lekavschus, and how if we want the Rabbi Shalom to done us Lekavschus, then we have to judge other people favorably, and therefore it's a wonderful secret to a good judgment, to a good din, to make sure that we look at other people and number one, don't judge them, because we always mention that from the Mishnah Perkyovas, right? The Mishnah says, don't judge someone until he reaches his place, and you will never reach his place, which is why you can never judge him, because you don't understand his challenges and what he goes through in his upbringing and his environment and everything else. And therefore, you can never judge anyone, and we should never judge anyone. But unfortunately, we do. That's just the human nature of a person. Because we do judge people, we have to learn not to, and when we do unfortunately judge them, we have to learn to do it in a positive way. Now, that was what we started with Inyan, and we went through some of the categories of, um, of judging people. And we mentioned like this, we left off with the Shaila. We started saying, we said, number one, if someone is a tzaddik, then you have an obligation, to judge him favorably. That means, if a person is a type of person that normally, basically, stays away from that Aveira. He keeps clear, tries himself, I don't do such a Aveira. I don't do such a thing. And you see him doing or going towards such a thing, you have to judge him favorably. As we said yesterday, the example, you see a from a yid eating a piece of chazachas v'shalom, obviously he's doing it with a medical reason, because there's no reason he would be eating it otherwise, right? So if he's a tzaddik, tzaddik meaning klapi this halacha he doesn't get involved in, you have an obligation to dan him lekafzchus. Okay. Then we said on the other side of the spectrum, if the guy's a rasha, and again, rasha over here means klapi this halacha, he doesn't care about it, it doesn't interest him. The example we gave was if you've got a neighbor of yours that... Um, Drives on Shabbos and he knows what Shabbos says. He understands Shabbos and he doesn't care. He does it lahaches. He doesn't doesn't bother him bechalal. So you don't have to dun him lekafzchos when he drives on Shabbos, saying, "Ooh, he probably joined Hatzala and that's why he's driving." No, he's driving because he's machal Shabbos. So if someone's a tzaddik and if someone's a rasha, it's pretty simple. Yes. Why well, I'm saying if, if you could just not think at all? Why you think you don't? Meaning you're saying you're saying you, you could think something bad of him. But what, what do you gain from doing that? First, first of all, say? first of all, it's a good question. The Pesach in the Torah tells us, that you are meant to judge people favorably. That means really and truly we shouldn't be judging people in a negative way. Unfortunately we do, but we should not. But when we judge someone, it should always be in a favorable way. That's how we started. Always judge people favorably. Look at someone else and see the good in someone else. See the positive in someone else. Because that is really, at the end of the day, such a key tool to Ben Adam al Such a key tool to interpersonal relationships that we have. And like we always say, we have relationships with so many people. We have relationships with our roommates, with our parents, with our rebellion, with our workmates, with all sorts of people on the street, in the shop, all sorts of things. The best way to have the best relationship with anyone is to dan them the kafskos. Is to look at them in a positive light. And the Apostle is telling you to do that. Specifically, it's a positive commandment to go and judge people favorably. Okay, so if they're a tzaddik, easy. If they're a rasha, easy. We understand what to do. We said yesterday, what if the guy is a bainani? What if he's an in-between? Meaning, you know, he tries to keep the halachas. He tries not to have avas, but sometimes, you know how it is. We're human beings. I speak for myself and my, you guys, but sometimes we, you know, we fall. That's life. 
We're, we're human beings, as the Pesach tells us in, in Tehillim, David Melech said, who doesn't do an Aveya? Everybody does an Aveya at some point, right? Hopefully not too often, and hopefully with Harata we do Tshuva, but at the end of the day, we try. What happens if such a guy is doing an Aveya? Meaning, he's a guy that normally does the right thing, sometimes he falls, and he's saying something now that could be taken both ways. That was the example we gave yesterday. He could be, he's, doing a, he's doing a gesture that could be either making fun of someone or complimenting him. Which way should you look at it? So he said, the real way to look at it is to look at it in a positive way, right? It's a positive way. If it looks more towards the tilting, towards the positive side, that's what we do. If it's looking more towards the negative side, so then the Allah is, you should keep it as an un- unresolved, I don't know what he meant, I don't understand what he was talking about, and leave it that way. But still, Midas Chasidus, since we don't know what's going on, we leave it unresolved. Now, we left off with the Shaila. That's all very nice if you know the guy. What if you don't know the guy? What if you just met him? And he's doing something that looks a little bit dodgy. What do I do now? Do I judge him favorably? Or do I not judge him favorably? Again, there's a posse in the Torah. This is answering your question, Ellie. There's a posse in the Torah saying to judge him favorably. But I don't know the guy. Maybe it's Taka doing an Aveira. I've no idea. So the Maestro, the Chavitz Chaim discusses this. The Chavitz Chaim discusses this in, in, his, in many of this forum. And he brings down Metzimah Rambam as well. Now, if we, don't ha- if we don't have real background information to know if someone is doing the right thing or the wrong thing, right? And we can't really evaluate in a proper way why is he doing it and whatever it is. So generally, there's no commandment to judge him favorably, but it's a midas chasidus to judge him favorably, you hear? Meaning, a normal person that's a benini, there is a positive commandment to judge him favorably. You look at him in a positive way. He's probably doing the right thing. He probably doesn't know it's Asa. He probably is having a hard day. Who knows what's happening? That's a positive commandment. And when you do that, ka-ching, you get a wonderful in Shemayim. Get those coins in. You, know, you go, ka-ching, everything comes out. Get those tickets being printed to get the prize after 120 years. Amazing. But if you don't know the guy, so then the halacha is that really and truly it's a suffix. And there's no commandment to judge him favorably. I don't judge him at all. I don't know him. How can I judge him? But, why is it not realistic? Teach yourself not to judge other people when you don't know what's happening. It's a positive commandment. How do I answer my question? My no. question is, why judge a bad... No, you know what person is bad? Why judge a person? No. If you're going to tell me you have to, you have to work with him and not judge him. You're not judging someone bad. When you judge someone bad, you're mevatl a mitzvah. What mitzvah? The mitzvah of judging someone favorably. You should not be judging him. Of course you should not be judging him. The Mishnah, we learned that at the beginning. The Mishnah says, don't judge them until you reach their space. Which you will never reach their space. And therefore, don't judge. But if you do, make sure you judge positive. Because if you judge negative, you're being over the mitzvahs of Satan. Is everybody with me? Rafal, you with me? Kavaldik. So that's when it comes to a total stranger over there. And that is what's going on. Now I want to tell you, Mordecai Meisel, I say. Very important to tell you this, Maisa, because it shows us the extent of being done lekaf schos. Right? It's a very, very important idea to remember, and it's a gavaldiga Maisa as well. Listen to this story. Okay, story time of Isaiah, okay? Story goes like this. The story is with the Heiliger Ksav Seifer. Ksav Seifer is the son of... Heiliger Ksav Seifer. Gavaldik. So he was called to a conference of Rabbonim. Okay? Asha, are you with me? He was called to a conference of Rabbonim. And what happened was, is they had found the coin, one of the original coins of the Machzitz HaShakel, that were given out at the time of the Beis HaMikdosh. Right, we know that. 
because they used to give Machsa Shekel to count Klal Yisrael, to show the love of Klal Yisrael. Everyone gave a half a Shekel. The reason of a half was to show that you're never whole. You need somebody else. But not It's the whole story that goes on and on. The same idea. You're never whole by yourself. You work together with other people. You become whole. Anyway, so they had this coin. And they were passing it around. Everyone was ooing and ahhing. Wow, this was the original coin that they gave in the base of Migdash. The Mazda Shekel was amazing. Unbelievable. Until it got lost. And all of a sudden, they couldn't find it. They couldn't find it. Because it, everyone was like, okay, can everybody hand it in, please? And like, no, I don't have it. I gave it to that table. And that table was like, no, I gave it to that table. What's going on over here? Where is this coin? Semcha. Where is this coin? That's basically where we're holding. Okay? So, um, now the problem was like this. The problem was that the Ksav Sofa, who was there, also happened to have this coin. But he, when he realized that everybody else was ooing and ahhing over that coin, he didn't want to spoil the fun. He didn't want to like say, oh, what's the gold one? That's like, yeah, no. So he kept it within him. And he was actually, he was, his plan was originally to show everyone. But when he saw that they were making ooh and ahhing over that one, he's like, no, I don't want to spoil anyone's fun. I'm going to keep it to myself and that's it. Now, but there was a problem. The problem was once they lost the coin... They said, okay, I'm really sorry to do this to everyone, but what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to ask everybody to stand up. Right? This coin is worth a lot of money. We're going to have to ask everyone to stand up and empty your pockets and put whatever's in your pockets on the table. <coughs> now, you can imagine the Ksav Sofer at the time wasn't very happy about that because he had an original coin, which he had brought with him into the hall, which was not the coin they were passing around. And can you imagine if he would, out in his pocket, take out a machza shekel, put it on the table, and it would be like, uh-huh. So I guess, you know, you were the one that, uh, that stole it over there. So basically, what happened was, um, it, it was the, uh, so somebody gets up, somebody gets up, who, who knew that the Ksav Sofa had such a coin, and he says, I object to this, you know, this, this idea of emptying pockets. Everyone was like, uh-huh. And we looked at him saying, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you object to this idea, right? Because you obviously got it in your pocket. I object. I suggest we wait 10 minutes. Let's keep searching. Let's keep finding it. 10 minutes. And everyone's like, uh-huh. Okay, come on. Just spill the beans already. Come on. We obviously know that you've taken it. You're probably trying to figure out a way to get out of your pocket, whatever it is. You've got to do something. So they say, you know what? There's an elderly man. No problem. 10 minutes. We'll give you 10 minutes. After 10 minutes. Okay, can everybody stand up, please? And empty your pockets. The man goes, no, no, no. I think we should give it another 10 minutes. That was like, come on, this is, give it to us already. What are you doing? And eventually, after almost 20 minutes into the 19th minute, suddenly it turned up. Someone found it on the floor. I found it. I got it. And everyone was relieved. And everyone looked to the old man like, whoa, what, why, why did you object to begin with? And he said, go ask the Ksav Sofa. And the Ksav Sofa admitted and took out his pocket. At that point, he could have done. And he had the second one and he showed that. And people over there got a very, very big lesson, one second, in Donnikovskos. Because who would have been, who would, if, if, this, if you would have been there, can you imagine being there? And the Ksav Sofa would have taken out a coin, and we'd be like, come on, come on, this was the one coin that we know about, and you've got it in your pocket, it got lost, obviously. No one would have said he probably had one in his pocket. That would have been like dreaming, like, come on, I meant to be naive? No. But the answer is, it teaches us in life that we have to learn very much to be done le kaf schos. We have to learn to look at other people in a favorable way, and it's the real, really the only way that we can learn to judge people. And before we take a question, I just want to go over because we are finishing now the halachas of le kaf schos, and tomorrow Be'ez Hashem, we're going to move on to a different sugi. But remember what we said in the beginning. In the beginning, we said from Rapam Zatzal 
that if you want to treat a problem with uh, a problem with um, someone's got a bad throat, so you can take a pill that numbs the pain, but that doesn't go to the source of the problem and heal it. It just numbs the pain. If you want to go to the source of the problem and deal with the issue in a real way to actually heal the problem, what do you do? You need antibiotics. Same thing said Rav Pamzatzal when it comes to Lashon Hora and it comes to many of the issues of an Adun Mechaveri that often we fall in and we stumble in. If you want to treat it and numb it, so by numbing it, right, so the person got a problem with Shemir learn to save Shemir but if a person wants to go to the root of the problem and understand why he's speaking Lashon Hora, why he's so bad in Ben Adon it all starts over here with being done Nechavzchos. The very first stage of a person before he develops worse and worse character traits in Ben Adon is right over here by Don Nechavzchos. Because the very first thing that happens when you meet someone, when you talk to someone, when you have a relationship with someone, is you judge them. If you learn to judge people in a favorable light. And by the way, every single one of you would want to be judged in a favorable light. When you do something that's a little bit on the shaky side, you would want every single person who knows you, who saw you, to judge you favorably and say, he probably didn't mean it. He probably didn't know. He probably is having a bad day. Whatever it is, we would want that on ourselves. How did we start the series of Benadam Lechaveri? What you don't like, don't do to others. That's what Hillel Azokin told the guy that wanted to learn Torah on one leg. What you don't like, don't do to others. You would not like someone to judge you in a non-favorable way. Therefore, don't judge him. Learn to look at people in a positive light, in a good way, and that will save so much of the, out, you know, the, 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 the offspring of the Ben Adon Haver problems that we listed at the beginning that could come, whether it's Shalosh and Hora, whether it comes to Chesed, when it comes to all sorts of things. Because the first act reaction you have is your mind thinks about someone else. Learn to think about other people in a positive way. They're Yidden, they're beautiful Neshamas. Yes, they have Taivas. Yes, they have Yetzirahs. Not everyone's perfect, nor are you either. And therefore, it's easy to look at ourselves as being perfect and somebody else who's not perfect. But we have to understand we all have our issues, we all have our challenges, and therefore we have to learn to judge people favorably, and when we do that, we save so much. Okay, we'll take some questions.